This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 all you loyal listeners out there. Welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is your host, Jason Cass, and I am happy to be back with you. And I've got somebody, you know, that uh, loyal listeners, you probably reading and you're saying, Carlos Vargas. I don't know if I've ever heard Cass talk about it. Well, first of all, you don't need to know that he's been a guest on the podcast before most of you were even listening. And that is the reason why, Carlos, I wanted to circle back around because I'm thinking when people are talking about people in the industry, Carlos's name used to be everywhere. It's because we who we learned from. Now, Carlos, I think your position has kind of changed maybe at your agency. Maybe it hasn't. That's what I want to get into. But, you know, at the end of it, loyal listeners, here's where we're going to go. You've got those guys at GNN dominating Massachusetts in their home market. You've got the guys at LaPointe Insurance who are out of Rhode Island but coming across the border and dominating the home market. But what you don't know, loyal listeners, is there was someone before, someone that they probably learned from, someone that they probably don't even know that they learned from because they learned from others that learned from our guest today, Mr. Carlos Vargas from Vargas and Vargas Insurance Agency. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, and I'm honored to be on your podcast, Jason. I love listening to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, then, and, thank, and everybody, you, thank you for that introduction. Thank you. No, no big deal. I don't think people see it's um, I'm starting. I'm not the old guy, but I'm starting to be the veteran in the industry. Right. So I know these things that went on 10, 20 years ago that a lot of these new cats are like, wow, didn't know that trying to put those pieces together. And that's why it's important that I bring people into this industry. You know, Carlos, one of the things that I said uh, to Ryan Hanley a couple of weeks ago, as I said, you know what we're doing? I said, we're making it to where when agents go to a conference, they don't walk by somebody and say, hmm, I wonder who that is. Our job is to bring them to the full forefront. Let us know that all of our agencies are fingerprints, unique snowflakes in a positive way today, not just the way they use snowflake today, but unique meaning unique. And that's who we are. And I want that exposed because I believe that we've seen sometimes mixtures of races of different types of thing, create the strongest bonds and create the most unique experiences in people and things and events. And so that's why I'm, I'm really happy to have you. So Carlos, before we get started, is there anything that you want to kind of say before we get into the three questions? Uh, no, I'm honored to be here. Uh, this is the best industry in the world by its right. far. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't have to be an immigrant like me to succeed in it. You just have to 
you know, just have to jump in and just do your best. And we're going to talk about what that takes to succeed. Before we get started, here's the questions. Are you an iPhone or Android user? I am a happy iPhone. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> loyal <laughs> listeners, tell me he's not a loyal listener. Wah, wah, wah. That's okay. What's the last app you downloaded, Carlos? Uh, spl- um, Wayfair, believe it or not. Really? Wayfair? We're, we're updating our office furniture and um, I got like a 15% discount to right. Wayfair. A lot of people use it. Definitely a lot of people use it. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Um, I. It's a tough question because we all learn from losing. I love to win, but boy, there's nothing like a lesson from losing. So I, I think they're both as important to us. I'd love to win, but I always, you know, I think I've said this on your show before. I have this daily journal of everything that happens in my life. Uh, business and personal. And I go back and I say, why in God's earth did I do that? What mm-hmm. did I learn from it? And well, and I should never do that again. So that's right. You know, even when you think about the presidential election, we're not going there, but just thinking of the mindsets, right? The president, the incumbent, let's just say, no matter who the president is, the incumbent has the thought of, I hate to lose. Yeah. Right. Because like he's, he or she's already there. Right. Um, but as the other person is is the challenger is thinking, you know, I love to win. Right. That, that's right. the whole point of why they ran was, right. was to win, you know. So so it kind of shows us in that mindset that it could be the same thing. It just depends on what situation and what side of the fence you could yes. be on in certain yes. situations. Yes. Came across that last night when I was sitting down watching these ballots being counted. Last question. Two things, you know, I'm skilled luck, which has brought you further in your life. Um, luck, 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 huh? Luck. Well, any reason why? Uh, just, just, uh, luck 41 years ago, um, being at my parents' kitchen table when my parents' life insurance guy stopped in and said, Hey, you're looking for a job. And I, I tell you, it's been, he has become my second dad. He's my best friend. He's 91. When did that I, happen? What year, roughly? 1980. 1980. Start there. Bring it forward. So he's at the kitchen table. He's talking to mom and dad. Yeah. Came by. It's the It was the old debit system. He was the manager. He brought his agent by, introducing this new agent, this new life agent, um, to collect their monthly premium. Because back in those days, nobody mailed anything in. You right. know. Um, so I'm sitting at the table getting ready to do my second job. Uh, I had just come in for my first job. I, you know, I... Mm, not afraid to work. My parents worked two jobs their entire life until they retired. Um, he asked if I was looking for a job. I said, I, I did, couldn't fit into a third job. And it was like, no, we're looking to give you one job so that you don't do both jobs. He, we talked a little bit and uh, I got an interview. I was, I was trained by him into the life insurance industry. Wow. But, okay. but the life insurance industry of old where the life guy or gal went by every month and collected the premium. You know, you kind of learn to prospect when you're in people's homes, right? Come on, let's time out there. That's something okay. that I wasn't exactly. I know companies that do that, but are you saying that back in the 70s and 80s, people didn't mail in their premium check? It was collected by somebody. Wow, did not know that. Yeah, collected by the debit guy. And I was a debit guy, which gotcha. means I was handed a, a, a book of like a few hundred families. 
and I got a base salary of, you know, $40 a week and anything mm -hmm. above that was commission. And wow. uh, I was, I was trained by him how to go into somebody's home and you see packing boxes or you see a baby carriage or you see like, you know, marriage type banners and stuff. You're like, Hey, what's going on? And this, Oh, our son just had a baby. Oh, oh, congratulations. You mind introducing me to them? You know, it's a great time to talk about their life insurance and what, what happens to the family if Papa dies and mama dies with a new baby. And most times you walk in and they want to buy a policy on the baby. And then you say, Hey, but well, hold on. Yeah, I'll gladly sell you that policy. But what happens if you die? How would that baby continue to live? And who's going to pay for that policy? So let's talk about you. You know, let's, you know, so all you see moving boxes and you know that they're getting ready to move and say, hey, congratulations. What's going on? Oh, we're looking, you know, we're packing because we're moving across state. And Carlos, let me ask you a weird question. OK, no. you've got my brain chiming on this now. Do you think that it was easier in the 70s or 80s to have that conversation of, Oh, hey, look, you're moving. Or, oh, hey, Jimmy had a birthday. Because it's been taught so much in sales and prospecting that sometimes if you do that today, you yeah. if someone does it to me, I'll be like, oh, he's trying to he's trying to get into yeah. creating a yeah. relationship. Is it right? Right? Was it, it easier is. then? Yeah. And then those are the obstacles we have to go through today, yeah. right? Yeah. So back in those days, you didn't need 5,000 friends to get a lead or two every week, right? You just needed a few hundred families, you know? And, yes. and there was always a call to action. You came in, you got their premium, you gave them the change, you signed their book, and you say, hey, you know, there was always a call to action. You never gotcha. left your home without, hey, do you know of anybody who could use an honest insurance review on somebody's getting married, whatever the spiel would be? And, and it's funny, and most times I said, no, I don't. But sometimes they surprise you and I said, oh, absolutely. My son, Jimmy, just got married. Would right. you mind introducing me to them? But most times they'd say, no, I don't know anybody right now, right? So then there was, can I count on you to keep me in mind when you do? And when you said that, and you said that enough times to that family that welcomed you into their home every single month to collect the premium, subconsciously, I just said to Carlos, he can count on me. So then they started walking through life saying, I got to find him a lead. They don't understand leads, but yeah. I got to find him somebody that he can at least, because I know he's going to ask me next month and the next month and the next month. Oh, you my know? God. So, Never so thought of that from that perspective. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, that whole life insurance, prospecting, networking, the ABCs always be closing. Today is always be connecting right? Ooh. Always be connecting, right? So we forget, you know, as salespeople that we go into the, we go into the conversation or the battle, as I call it, with our handout, right? But looking to receive with social media today. And it's funny, I had this conversation 10, 12 years ago when, when um, my mentor was, uh, you know, we were still hanging out today because of COVID. We don't see each other as often. But he would, you know, he would look at what I'm doing and he'd say, hold on, you're not going to a chamber meeting to have a conversation? You're not going to a Lions Club to have a conversation? No, I'm online and I'm replying to Jason. Yeah, I'll have my team work on that for you. So he said, oh, my. He was like floored, like, so no nights. I said, no nights, no nights, two or three days a week, maybe. You know, you just kind of get online, you do all this, and you, and, you, and you add value. You share the blogs, you share the content, 
you know, but yeah, today people are a lot more skeptical of the salesperson than they right. were. Right. And, and, and think about this. When you're on Facebook, you're looking at the boxes, yeah. right? You're seeing the kid's birthday. Oh, no, no, no. Now think about this. I have a, um, this was going to be in my book back in 2015 and I still have this written out and I'm trying to figure out where to use this in life. And, and it's this four or five page thing that I wrote about the salesman and the changes of them. Really haven't thought about this in a couple of years until you started talking about it. And it seemed as if when I look at the history of a salesperson and I, and in, 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 in the, um, in the, uh, in the, in the paper that I wrote, I take it back to the 1800s and mm. the person's going door to door right. and they're meeting people and they're connecting and they couldn't see as many people and knock on as many doors, but they stayed in the doors that they knocked on for 30 minutes to an hour which didn't give them much volume, but gave them a high closing ratio and cross-selling and all that others, right? Because they were there, they were personal. And then came the horse. Yes. And the horse allowed them now to travel across town, but they were in the comp in their lot last time, right? So they're, right. They're, right. they could see more people, but the closing ratio went down and we had to pay to feed the horse so our expenses yeah. went down. Yeah. Then we got a car, Carlos, and now we could drive county to county and almost across the state to state. But man, now that we were seeing more people, we were in houses a lot less. That could that that closing right. ratio was dropping. The volume was picking up tremendously. Right. But now the car costs more money. Yeah. So where I think that where I'm going with this is when you go all the way through the telephone and and take that same analogy, right? Telephone bills back in the day were expensive as can be. Now yeah, here we God. are with social media. It kind of changed the game a little bit because it gave you the max amount of value, but in a way it helped you pinpoint who you wanted and needed rather than knocking on every door. And now your close ratio went back up and your expense is far less. Right, right. So it really kind of put that on its head. And yep. that's kind of what you're talking about. Now I only have to do this two or three times a day and I get on and I know all that stuff. Isn't that amazing that that's where we come? And I think that that's the power of yep. social and digital marketing that people sometimes don't understand Sam, when we're talking about how it can change things. It's mind boggling, the power of social media marketing. So today I've got a virtual assistant that does it for me. You know, um, mm -hmm. she goes in as me. She wishes you a happy birthday. Carlos, you've been doing that for about seven or eight years. I have. I have. You you have. Know, and, I've had, and I've had this VA for five. She's been yeah. my VA. She's my personal VA. Mm -hmm. She interacts. She gets conversations going. She followed me for a couple of years. And I said, hey, you are on your own. Call me. I would rather fix one out of 10 than do all 10. That's been my philosophy the last 15, 20 years. Um, just, but just going back to your statement oh, about, you know, the whole horse and buggy and car and cell phones in the early, uh, the late eighties, the late eighties, because we opened Vargas insurance in 86 in the late eighties, I had a cell phone and my bill was more than my car payment, my cell phone for the month, you know, driving a, you're driving a 1985, six Toyota Corolla. And my car bill was like $300 and the Corolla was $180 or whatever the numbers were. Oh, it was yeah, just my, my wife who pays the bill said, are you kidding me? Yeah. I said, but sales was through the roof. That year I made the MDRT, you know, so I, which means I did, you know, a whole lot of commissions and life insurance to qualify for the million dollar round table. But, but yeah, it I it just, yeah. Phone bill. Long distance was expensive back oh in the day. God. 
You didn't I mean, want to call you on too often, right? You couldn't, you know. And remember, you had your phone bill, but then you would also have like a separate long distance company that you were constantly negotiating yeah. rates. Yeah. I remember when they first came out with Skype and I got on it and I could just call anybody in the world. I was like, this is crazy, right. you know. For free. So, for free. Yeah, for free. For free. For yeah, free. I know. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Once again, technology uh, changed that. So, Carlos, something that we talked about that I have talked about seriously 50 to 100 times in the last four or five years since we had that last one was frogging. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things – here's one of the reasons why you were brought up really big in my mind about two two weeks ago is – I said that one of the things I developed from learning from a couple agents is that my Mondays I take easy. Yeah. I said my Mondays are built for preparing for the week, preparing for the other week. I don't schedule any appointments. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly trying to reach out to people who helped me. Thank you for them and all this, right? They sound familiar. Right. It and I, it, it took me years to get there. It was very hard to do it when I was a full-time producer all the time and I needed every hour I could. But now I have done that. I'm actually producing more business. And I think that this is where I got this. And I had agents in the mastermind say to me, Jason, why do you waste away a Monday? Take Thursday or Friday off, you know? Because the difference is, and I want to go with frogging here, the difference is to me is I'm not taking Monday off like I would take Friday off. I'm, I'm preparing on Monday for what I'm going to do to dominate until Friday is what Cass is doing. Can I get a Hey, yeah. So Carlos, tell me about this frogging. So I do it the other way around. Um, I do like Wednesdays, Thursdays is when I, for, I is when I set up my next week, right? So okay. by okay. one, so, and this comes from the life insurance days, right? You made your calls Thursday night, Friday night to set up next week's Monday. You hit the ground running, right? I so I know that. Yeah. So, you know, at least that's the debit system. So um, on Mondays, what I do is I, so I've got, you know, 4,000 real estate agents, loan officers, closing attorneys, business owners that are referral centers of mine. So when they smell insurance, they say, boom, goes right to Carlos, goes right to his team. They, most of them don't even come to me anymore. They go right to our quotes team. Um, but once in a while, like a, a week doesn't go by that I don't have maybe three or four people saying, Hey, thank you for sharing that open house for me. Hey, uh, the buyers are ready, but they want to quote. Do you mind quoting? I mean, just, so somebody asked me the other day, why do you share so many, you're not even in real estate because you have to give before you receive, you know, Come on. you have to give before you receive I mean, That is. So I share the open houses, my uh, my tribe, as Seth Godin calls them, my 5,000 or 4,000 Facebook friends and friends and followers see that I am now sharing Beth's and Jason's and all these problems. So, and then Jason said, Jason will will think subconsciously, hey, what do I do for him? It just right. I just got like, you know, he just shared it amongst his people and, you know, let me at least send them the quote. Let me send them the binder request or whatever the case would be. So Mondays, um, I spend looking at what happened in my contacts, my sphere of influence, those folks that, rem that remember me all the time, and I frog them. I frog them or Ford, F-O-R-D or F-R-O-G. If it's a business owner, which, which most of them are, I'll ask them about their family. 
the recreation. Hey, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, I saw that you guys went camping. Oh my God, New Hampshire, right? I saw that. I don't camp, but my kids do, and they love the, the campground. Like, you know, I'm a salesman. Occupation, like, hey, Jason, how's it going? Man, looks like you are rocking it in the real estate business, or the mortgage business, or the tree cutting business, or the fence business. I see you're really successful. It, you know, is your is what we see online truly happening? In, you know, and I had, and I got, I got a new coach. I also do some coach. I got this new coaching client. She said, oh my God, yeah, we are just, I don't know how to handle it. I need somebody to help me manage my business. Can you help me? You know, absolutely. I'll, you know, we'll spend some time. So occupation and then goals. How's the year going? Man, it looks like from what I see on social media, you're doing really well. Well, you know, for most of them will say, yeah, geez, we're happy. Interest rates are low. No inventory, everything goes on the market, or you know, a roofing business or contract or whatever. So I've got these, I think it's friends, a little friends. You talked to them about the friendship, their recreation, their occupation, and their goals. Frog. Right. right Love right. it. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers, and I said to him, dude. What's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have in 30 days. That's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Right. Golly. See, we don't know what to do, Carlos. You just helped people that said, when I make those calls, what do I talk about? So Remember I, the frog. I, so my wife is in the other room, and she's complete opposite of me. Kathy would, if she didn't see a person in a week, she'd say, great week. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't see anybody. I'm done here. Show me some love, somebody, right? You know, so, I, and, and when we go to social events and she comes out, she's a great supporter, she, and she's like, oh. What am I going to talk to these people about? And I'll say, remember Ford, F-O-R-D. Ask them about their family, their recreation, their occupation, and their dreams, right? No. You're talking to a homeowner who's not a business owner. You talk about, you know, when you guys are going to retire. You know, mm. you know, we went to school together. We're at the same age. Our kids are growing up. You know, what are you, are you guys going you to do? You didn't teach me. Ford. That was Ford. Frog five years ago, but you threw the Ford in for those Ford. who are not business owners. Yeah. You switch up the O and the R and put dreams in there instead of goals. Dreams. You hear that, little listeners? You hear that? That that right there is gold itself. So yeah. No, wow. that's and it's funny. And I've been doing that since the 80s with loan offices, realtors, and closing attorneys. And I am honored to be in this space. Zach and Matt, it, those guys 
And I say it to them all the time, and I like to give them kudos. They make me better every day. Do you know what Tell I mean? Tell us what that looks like, though, Carlos. Tell us what your agency looks like. It's you and your brother? So it's two brothers and myself. I started the agency okay. in 86. My brother Joe and Mario came in around the late 80s. Today, we have a fourth partner, Jeff, who's our managing partner. Uh, okay. He was our top salesperson. We were going to lose him. We said, hey, we are in a whole bowl of you know what if this guy leaves because I don't, he knows more about running this business than I do. Right. So we had him sign a 10-year contract. He was the best hire and acquisition that we have ever done. Great. He, he's a minority owner. We each gave him you know, a, you know, a few shares. He's got 10, 10% ownership, but he's as the opportunity if one of us drop, dies off or goes right. away, he can step in and buy the share of the business. He has the first you know. rider freezer probably. What's the size of the premium? Just roughly. We're about, we're about $4 million in revenue. Uh, okay. I don't know what the premium is. You know, I truly don't because I just, you know, it's what comes into my Loyal pocket. listeners, golly, right. come on. Did you not learn something from that answer? Everybody wants to talk about premium, but they don't want to talk about revenue. And mm -hmm. and in the in inside the mastermind, we know each other's revenue. That's something that we are very big on. And to me, that shows the sign of a, um, uh, don't take this the wrong way, loyal listeners. I'm grasping for words. A mature agency owner that can talk about those things, right? That's my that's my personal opinion. I can't take premiums to the bank. I can take revenue to the bank. Come on now, come on. Can't take so right? so uh, so you lead with the homeowners, right? We lead with the home. We try to get the home. One of our one of our books of business, one of our property books of business, is approaching six thousand homeowner wow. policies. Wow. So we're probably in twelve or th we have nine carriers. Most of them are pri a property strong. And, and the reason why we lead with the homeowners, my relationship since the 80s with these loan officers, these, you know, a loan officer back in the 80s is now running a mortgage company. They're, you know, oh, they've started their own, you know, at mortgage group at, at, at a bank. Mm -hmm. um, but and also the other reason why we lead with the homeowners is because people don't shop around. Right. If if I'm if I'm leading with the auto or if I'm in we. If we write 3,000 autos and 12,000 homes, that's probably it. We don't. Right. The auto goes up $60. They're shopping you, they're shopping you to Geico and Allstate and Progressive. The homeowners goes up $260. It's $20 more a month. Mm -hmm. It's, you and know, it's escrowed it's, usually. It's escrowed. 95% of our, 98% of our mortgages and mass are escrowed. You explain to them why the coverage went up, da, 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 you know, you lost, you lost free credit, whatever. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, you know, our renewal, you know, is probably north of 97%. We do not lose business. I mean, we, you know, if somebody is lost is because a, they either passed away, moved, or they've had too many claims, you know, so we don't, um, in, in, in that's solely because of the property. We write very little commercial commercial is like, do you guys do it? You know, it depends on what we do. We do condo masters, anything mm -hmm. related to the property part of that. Gotcha. You know, so, so that's where you even expanded out a little bit was let's stay within our realm. So yeah. it tells me a couple different things. The what is it? The law of reciprocity basically reciprocity, says yeah. if you give something yeah. to me, um, we've been taught that since we were kids. If somebody gave you something as a three year old and and you, I mean, mom and dad will look at you and say, what do you say? Right. We've always been conditioned that that we have to give something back. One of the things I like to say, I haven't said in a while, Carlos, is that I've never heard it say you have to receive and then give. 
It's always give and then receive. If you say receive and then give to anybody, that just doesn't sound right in our brains because it's against who we are, right? It's that grain. I also say that you have kind of a little bit of the Warren Buffett theory. What does that mean? I just made it up, Carlos. Now, what I mean by that is, is I think that Warren gets a lot of more credit. I'm just sorry. He gets some credit that he doesn't necessarily deserve, but he will be the first to tell you that. And that is there's just success in being consistently doing the same thing for so long. Carlos, I say it a lot. You can do the wrong thing consistently and it'll come out right. It is the most amazing thing. Eventually. You'll make money on it, you know, somehow. Yeah. So what is your, do you agree with that? And I wanted to, I want to go a little bit further here, really help out new business owners. Mm. What is something that you do struggle with still after all these times? What is um, something that you struggle with that maybe new agents are struggling with and they think that that's a negative to them? It's, you know, I think, uh, I think it's, it's being, dedicating enough time to the business to see it grow, right? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, that does. You know, at first when I worked, I mean, you know, my sons are in their 30s. So Kathy was home raising children. She was home. We had a nice home. We had a nice life. But they never saw me. Mm-hmm. You know, the boys, you know, mm. dad's coaching on weekends. I'd sneak away for a few hours, do the coaching, go back out to work. Because, I was again, I was building a business, building – you know, trying to make a, ni- a nice life for my uh, for my family. Well um, but it's funny. My mentor said to me years ago, and in in it stuck. Somebody needs to pay the price, right? Either you're all going to pay the price and leave a, and leave and live a mediocre life and maybe go on vacation every three years because you got to save, or you're going to pay the price. You're going to go out and work. You're going to make the money. You're going to give your family a nice home, a nice car, a nice education, and you'll go on vacation when you want to go on vacation. I like that part of it better. I do too. Hey, I didn't have to stay home raising kids. Kathy's <laughs> much better at it than I am. True and, that. Right, right. So I was able to get out on the road. You know, I was out on the road six days a week. You know, and again, I was a life guy. So I was at people's kitchen tables until seven or eight o'clock at night. Thursdays and Fridays, I didn't work in the evening, but I came home and I worked on my next week's schedule again. Gotcha. You, you know, you know, to get, you know, my average year was three to 400 life sales. I needed to have a 900 or a thousand appointments because the closing ratio wasn't that great, you know? So I needed mm-hmm. to be in front of, you know, 20, 30 people every single week to get that five, six, seven, eight, nine sales to get my income, to meet my goals. And so sometimes people think they're not adequate. I've heard David Carruthers say recently, and I really like this because I said that you can be tall, you can be short, you can be bald, you can have beautiful locks, you could be a great speaker, introvert, extrovert. We've all seen every characteristic that has made a successful person, a successful salesperson, a successful agency owner. And it makes me realize that there's something more than that. And so one of the things that I heard, very simplistic terms is, if you're willing to learn, Not even are you able to learn. Are you willing to learn? And are you willing to work harder than the next guy? That's it. That's it. Amen. I left my agency after my second agency of scratch and I started this agency, my third from scratch. My wife said, Jason, we finally built up revenue. And this is what I told her, Carlos. I said, if I go to work at a decent time every day, seven or eight in the morning, and I come home at a decent time at night, four or five, six in the evening, and I do nothing but talk to people about insurance between then, honey, I can't fail. Right. And I know that because I already started two books from scratch and that's what it took. That's all it took. Right. 
So, yeah. so this is exciting. Now, I want to close up with this, and this we don't have to make this short because this is important. I'm an agency owner out there. I'm an agent out there. I feel as if I can do better, but I'm a minority. Yeah. Maybe I'm someone that my parents moved to this country and I don't speak the language. Yeah. Maybe I'm kind of the only minority in my area. Tell them your story. Tell them where you came from, where your parents came from, and yeah. and what you've had to go through. If I'm correct, there wasn't even hardly you could barely even speak English. Am I right or wrong about yeah, that? Yeah, we, we go ahead, Carlos. Yeah, no, you you are spot on. I think you remember this from a few years ago. I we arrived uh, to the U.S. in February of like 1968. I was I was eight, seven, eight. Um, and I was thrown into the second grade of the U.S. school system without speaking a word. There was no ESL. Oh, like this kid is dumb. He doesn't even know, right? So talk about learning your licks, right? I remember wow. getting my butt kicked out. You know, uh, you know. I remember stepping my first time into snow. Like, oh my god, everything is clear and white coming wow. from an island, right? Oh, everything is. It's a little different, but you step into and boom! Oh my god, this is like this is awful. We never felt ice back in those days, but. Um, I can only so, imagine. Right. So, so, you know, I went through the whole school system, you know, I'd be a teenager, the typical, you know, rebel. Uh, my, my parents were always working. So I was able to really become a rebel. Um, but in 1980, um, you know, working two jobs, not, and again, not afraid to work because my parents always worked two jobs. You know what I mean? You know, mm -hmm. that's, money, you know, we wanted a better life. And my parents right. came here, my dad had a great job there, but my kids are going to be, you know, uh, stable, you know, stable mm -hmm. cleaners and stuff and brushing the horses down because, and they brought, and they brought us here. They worked two jobs. They bought their first home after arriving here after three years, you know, so their mission was to save money, make money, save money, buy a home, give their kids a decent life. Um, I, school system, I went through it. I barely, I barely graduated. Um, and then really? Yeah, barely graduated. Again, uh, you I know. Know, and it's funny, I'm not a school person. I just, you know, some folks just aren't meant for school. Thank God I didn't spend any money on college. I went to community college for like three weeks. I'm like, it reminds me of high school. I hate it. What am I doing here? And now I'm paying for it? Are you kidding me? You know, but again, I've got two sons who take after my wife who are, who are amazing people, you know, uh, they they're doing amazing in their lives. They are. You're, 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 your sons are doing really well. They're very happy people. Yeah. Kathy's a college person. Dad is not. But dad found his niche. He started selling mm -hmm. life insurance. And again, I just love people. Like it just, you know, I love people in high school. I love people when I was running a print shop and driving cab. I was like, oh my God, how you know you're going back to the Oh, nice to see you again. You know, hop in. Yeah, it'll be about 45 minutes. We'll get you to Logan Airport or whatever it would be. You know, it's you know, uh, and I think I just found this niche where I get paid for making friends. Do you know what I mean? I, I get paid for making friends. I get really, I get paid for going out, developing relationships. Uh, and, and there's a call to action, not in the beginning. There's a call to action after a while. You know, do you know of somebody who needs an honest insurance quote? Using videos, I've done almost a, uh, I've done almost a thousand videos. One of my coaching clients, um, dared me to, one of my real estate coaching clients dared me to do, I was trying to get her to do videos. I said, you know, Beth, you are, I don't want, you are, you're beautiful and you are made for videos. You know what I mean? Stop struggling and emails and stuff. Drop a video in there. Bomb, bomb is what the realtors use. And she said, I dare you 
to do a video a day for a month. I said, if I do it, will you? She said, I will. So I did a video a day for a month, you know, because I use the, I post that happy stuff, right? It's all about up uh-huh. here, you know? And I did right. it for a month. And at the end of the month, she goes, rotten human. <sighs> she said, I'll start, but I dare you to do it for a year. I said, I'll gladly do it for a year, but I want to see you start. And literally the next day, I helped to put the script. I mean, it's, it's all scripted, you know? Well, I'm going on my third year of a video a yeah, day. A lot. Uh, you know, I'm not, I just recorded 981. I recorded them a week in advance. Yeah, I, I, I record them, you know. Are you going to stop takes, at 1,000? No. I didn't think you would, Carlos. No. That's not I you. enjoy it. It's almost become like part of your routine now, right? It is my shtick. It's, it comes, you know, my day starts with peace and quiet, reading, meditation. And that's what, you know, this that's what I show. You know, it all yeah. starts with the good words, positive words, good thinking. Because no matter how bad your life is, somebody's got to worse someplace else someone would love to have it yeah now let me ask you this carlos what you what i take away from that is is relationships and love can overpower any of the obstacles you may have in front of there if you get out there and you love on people and you let them know you're sincere and you provide value in their life lead by example sometimes and then when you need to like you did with the lady on the videos yeah i think that's it you know that goes back to something i i, I love to talk about this this i, I i'm not a i i've never really read the bible a lot and yeah. and i'm gonna say in the last three or four years i have more than anything and one of my favorite verses goes back to this of faith hope and love um, they say that of those, that love is the best, for you can't have the others without love. And yeah. I think that you can't yeah. have success without love, right? Absolutely. You can't build relationships without love. Absolutely. So if love is the most powerful thing of faith and hope, I know it is of that. And that is what exudes from you. That is where I think your relationship comes from, because at the end of the day, you care. And at the base of care is the base of, as you said, I just love humans. I love yeah. people. I love yeah. dealing with them. Good for you, Carlos. Anything you want to wrap this up by? You have just been splendid in the nuggets that you have dropped. Thank you so much. No, just just, just be real. Just be real. You know, if this business isn't for you, if you hate people, then you shouldn't be in this business, truly. I just, you know... I just, there's nothing that you can do. Maybe you're on the back end of things. Maybe, you know, as some of my coaching loan offices do, they have an inside sales, ISAs, inside sales. Partner yourself Mm -hmm. up with somebody who's front facing. Mm -hmm. Get somebody at that counter who was like, oh my God, it's you again. Oh, you're back here to file that claim. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, it's like, if that's not you, right? If that's not you. And find somebody who is like you and partner up with them. You know, so it's it's fortunate that, you know, Jeff and I are of the same cloth. The other two guys are back of the room. They're making sure that the widgets get made and and they all get mailed out to the people. So it's uh, no, this is a wonderful industry. I'm disappointed sometimes my kids didn't come into it because somebody asked me the other day, well, it's such a great industry. Why aren't your kids in it? Good point. What, what was the reason? It at Tesla in New York. The other guys at McKinsey. It's just, you know. They're bright boys. They they follow. The, someday maybe they came. Maybe when dad's the sole owner. I don't know. But right. at this point in time, you know, it, it's it's a wonderful industry. We don't need a, a warehouse full of stock. All we need is our the electronics, the cell phones, and the list of people that we can come up once in a while and say, hey, how's your family? 
how's, you know, frog, family, recreation, occupation, and goals or dreams. You know, it's a, and boom, in the call to action. Can I, do you know of somebody who needs an honest insurance quote? Most times it's not. Can I count on you to keep me in mind when you do? And you say that enough times. I say it 30 or 40 times on Monday when I frog all of my, you know, mortgage hmm. people and realtors. And, you know, it's usually Monday, Tuesday, half a day Wednesday, and I'm done until the following Monday. So I'm so honored to be in this business and, you know, and to, and to have met people like you and Ryan and Chris Paradiso and uh, you guys are in, you know, in uh, Bradley Flowers and Scott Howell. You guys, are, you guys are amazing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, thank you. You guys give me goosebumps at how passionate you are for helping other agents. I mean, that. That doesn't happen in all industries, you know. You know no, that. No. So, you know, I'm willing to share my secret sauce, but I'm the chef. I cook it my own way. Please Ooh. call me, call me, reach out to me. If I can help you, I want nothing for it. If I can help you, I'll tell you, I'll give you all my scripts, I'll give you everything, but you gotta cook it yourself. You gotta make that meal yourself. So thank you. Thank you very much, Carlos. Yeah, Absolutely love it. Absolutely. You, once again, we can just feel your love and compassion. And I'm so glad that that the world and our industry is going to get to know you more and more. Um, you know, loyal listeners, I say it, I end these all the time and, and I hope you feel it. It's just not something I say. I do what I do and I do it for you. Um, and I do that because I don't have to reach out to Carlos but whether or not I'm recording this and putting it on a podcast, I'm going to anyways because I just want to better myself. Bradley Flowers and I have talked a lot that we feel as if we're no one special in the world, um, but there's a lot you learn when you interview 553 people. You know, you just can't help but some of it sink in. Um, sometimes I say people about going to church. You know, you may not think church is for you, but there's good in you going and listening for an hour of week. Someone talk positive. Whether you, you know, whatever your beliefs are, that there's, there's good in that. And there's good in you loyal listeners taking two to three to four hours of your week to listen to what we produce for you. So thank you very much. And here's what it is. We had today, Carlos Vargas, a real agent inside a real agency, Vargas and Vargas Insurance, giving you the real agency intelligence, F-O-R-D or F-O-R-D. And not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass. He's Vargas. We're out.